Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. in a hurry. Hey, I know I'm always in a hurry. Every day of my life, the minute I wake up, I'm in a hurry. But sometimes we need to wait and make space for God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that you are here. Thank you, Jesus, for your peace your presence Holy Spirit right now be still and know that I am God open your hearts this morning church open your hearts switch your mind off and open your heart makes a decision I can't do it for you only you can open your heart this morning thank you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Lord to a big hug or whatever you want (laughs) or a handshake (laughs) oh really good why don't you take your seat I could see some of you we're going hurry up Melissa just hurry up just hurry up (laughs) so good to make space hey make space make room for God be still and know that I am God because fine when you stop that's when you can actually think. I know when I'm in a hurry, in a mad rush, oh, everything's frantic, my mind's frantic, and I just, I can't cope, I can't cope. It's like, Melissa, just stop. Gather yourself, gather your thoughts. Okay, right, I got clarity. That's why I just always love to make space and just go, you know what, yep, it's the time. We could hurry this up, but allow God. And I really feel that God is going to, Um, I'm excited about this message this morning, and I want you to help me preach this, okay? So I want you to smile at me. I want you to say, yes, I agree, because you know that this message is not just for you, it's for me too. And just preparing this message, I was so excited. I got so much out of it. Um, But uh, as some of you are aware, if if you're not aware, this month we've been continuing our series on real relationships, and there's so much that you can talk on in relationships in our lives and what we go through. But I'm excited. This is going to be a great message, so help me preach it. And I really believe that God is going to set some of you free. 
um, in so many areas of your life and in so many levels. Uh, so get ready, get your, your phone out, take notes, get your Bible out if you're a Christian and wave it to me. <laughs> well, it's like that. So I've got my phone now. I can just look up my Bible. <laughs> Here's my scriptures. It's really good. Well, this morning my message is titled The Prison, the Prison of Offence. And let me start with this scripture in Matthew 5, 22 to 26. Write these scriptures down. I want to encourage you. That's why we put these scriptures on the screen so that you can write them down and you can read them, you can put them away, you can go back to them, look them up in your Bible because uh, scriptures in the Bible help, help us and feed us and guide us in the right direction and give us the answers at times when we don't know the answers. Amen. So let me start off in Matthew 5, 22. It says, But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger, in danger of judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. Now you're probably thinking, what the heck is Raka? Well, I have no idea. Maybe back then it was, a, it was a cuss word, it was a swear word. But it's in the Bible, so I'll just say it was a bad word. Um, but whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hell fire. Verse 23, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Verse 25, agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him. Least your adversary deli deliver you to the judge, and the judge hand you over to the officer, and you be thrown into prison. Assuredly, I say to you, you will be—you will by no means get out there until you have paid the last uh, last penny. And you know what? The scriptures in the Word of God not only shows us how to relate to Jesus, but shows us how to relate to one another. And I really believe that you know, continually, we need to seek wisdom in our lives so that we can continually overcome bondage and move into freedom in our lives. Now, the thing is, is that there's so many things in our lives that we are bound up by, and sometimes you don't even realize that you are bound. But I believe that today, God wants to bring freedom in the areas that you are bound up in. And, um, you know, when, when you look at this scripture, it basically, it shows us that long before something happened, in our lives, it first happened in our hearts. You know, you, we can turn our homes. I'm going to be really honest today. Is that okay? That's me. That, that's where I come from. You get the faith, faith preaching from my man. From me, it's just real life stuff. It's the woman's touch. Come on. But I really, I, I believe that we can turn our own homes into a living hell. Through how we respond, how we speak, and I believe that we can turn beautiful relationships into a garbage dump. And I know that every day we have a decision to make. Now, I remember one day, Christian and I were going for a, a great walk around the, to the, uh, around the National Park. This was date morning. We don't have date morning very often. So it was like, yes, we have an hour. We can fit in an hour. We need that time in the business of our lives just to connect, to talk. So off we went. Went for a walk, Christian uh, ends up on the phone, <laughs> as he does, and he's having a conversation, and um, he's uh, speaking to someone, he's asking them the questions, and I'm in the background going, why are you asking them? Why are you asking them? I've got, I've got that sorted, that, that's done. And, and I'm like telling him, oh, it's sorted, I've got it organized. And instantly, I got annoyed, and I took offense. 
And he hopped off the phone. He's like, what are you going on about? And I had a decision to make to go, just let it go. Come on, who knows what I'm talking about? I took offense because my husband did something that I didn't agree with. And I did a woman thing and got a bit stroppy and a bit insensitive. And then that whole beautiful hour, half of that time, turned into like an argument and hey, we are real. We have our own issues. We are normal. And I had a, deci just a decision to make. You know, sometimes offense can turn straight into an argument and infect the, infect the environment in your own home. Anger in your heart and unresolved conflict uh, can make your heart, your heart a living hell. You know, what I was thinking about the world we live in, uh, the world we live in of perpetual offense. Everyone is offended about everything all the time. Who knows what I'm talking about? You know what? We can get offended a hundred times a day. Easily. It can happen like that. I'm offended. She looked at me that way. He didn't call me. Um, you know, I didn't get, get what I wanted. Ah, my husband said this. He didn't do what I asked him to do. I was thinking about, you know, I, at times I like have to pray maybe about 20 minutes to half an hour before I even put anything up on Facebook or Instagram and think, Lord, please, whatever I post, I don't want to offend anybody. Don't let them feel left out. Don't let me in interpret. You know what? Facebook and Instagram is the highlight reel of a person's life. And sometimes I think we need to switch that off and go, hey, I'm not going to take offense. Oh, look what they have. Look where they are. They're on a lovely holiday. Oh, I wish I could do that. I can't afford that. Oh, that's not fair. And then our mind gets racing. You know what I'm talking about? Come on. You know, I really believe that Christians can be the most offend offendable people on the planet. But you know what our belief is? I want to remind you. It's all about a relationship with a man, Jesus, who dropped every offense against himself. Come on. And I think we need to be reminded of that. The reason why it's so hard for people to get happy is because they're so easily offended. I know people that just get offended over the smallest things and they're never happy. And I want to give the answer to that. If you want to make it easier to get happy, make it harder to get offended. Come on. And I know that this message, some of you might get offended from me right now for preaching this message. But do you know what? We need to hear this, don't we? I need to hear this. I need to be reminded. So don't get offended by this message. Make a decision. This is going to help you. This is going to help me. This is going to help your relationships, your marriage, your friendships, everything. Come on. You and I need to hear this and move from being bound and locked up to being free in Jesus' name. Because we all want to live a happier life. You know, I was thinking about a great illustration. You can be driving along in the car and a man behind you bips his horn because he's in a hurry. Now, right then and there, you get offended. How dare he? How rude of he? And then that offense moves into anger. And you're like, oh, I feel so angry right now. Like that rude man, he should have just been, you know, patient. I can't do anything. I'm in a traffic jam or, you know, whatever's going on. And then the anger moves from, from anger to revenge. It's like, do you know what? I want to follow this man. I want to tell him what I think. I want to tell him how dare he. I've got three kids in the car, in the back. We're, you know, we're doing the best we can to get where we're going. And that scenario just goes from offense to anger to revenge. Come on, who knows what I'm talking about? And for the rest of the day, I'm just, all I can think about is that one situation, that rude man bipped his horn at me when I, I couldn't move, I couldn't go any faster. And he's moved on. 
He's got on with his day. He probably doesn't even remember what he did because he was in a hurry. You know the picture I'm painting here? Who can relate to this situation or event in any area of our life or it's going to happen? Come on. And right there, my offense, the way I responded can just spiral out of control. And, and I really believe that one little thing we have a decision to make. We can either stop it in its tracks or let it spiral out before we even know it. You know, and the first thing is that the enemy's agenda in your life is to bring destruction. And John 10.10, it says, the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That is his ultimate agenda in our lives. Unseen, seen. That his agenda, to bring destruction. Jesus said, if there's anything that is going to destroy your house, your life, he will try and he will bring division. Now, can I use you, Zoe and Jordan, to come here? Welcome, Jordan and Zoe. You're just, you know, newly married a year on. Welcome, Jordan and Zoe. Come on, make them feel comfortable. You're just going to be a little illustration for me over here. Okay, so... We have two people here now that God has brought together, okay? Now, you can see me, hi. Now, the enemy's agenda is to do this. Sorry, if I pushed and I hurt. (laughs) Is to bring division. So firstly, his aim is to bring destruction, but then secondly, is to bring division in our lives, in our relationships, right? So, come back together. Stand here. Aren't they beautiful? Come on. This is how God intended. Can I have that um, uh, screen of that uh, symbol? Yep. For all you mathematicians in the house, this is your symbol of division. Who was good at maths at school? Who's still good at maths? Oh, no hands, no hands. Anybody, anybody, anybody? So, if you can get me the other screen, Nick, turning that sideways. How dare you? I see that, two lives. But right in the middle, the enemy wants to bring division. He wants to bring a wall. He wants to bring a fence. He wants to drive that deep down because he doesn't like this. He wants this in every relationship of our lives. It's like the church. Okay, so the enemy wants to come and he wants to bring division in the church and in our lives. Come on, through one offense, after another offense, after another offense, division. So his first aim, you're doing great guys, come on. His first aim is to bring destruction, then his strategy is division, and then his tactic is offense. One little offense, and another offense, and another offense. High expectation, the higher the disappointment. Come on, I'm dropping some bombs here today. Don't have high expectations and you won't get disappointed. That's something that I learned in my life, that you can have such a high expectation on the church, you can have a high expectation on the pastors, you can have high expectations on your leaders, you can have high expectations on your your spouse, and the higher the expectation, we are always going to get disappointed because none of us are perfect. We're of sin, we're flawed. We do our best. Thank you, guys. 
You know what? It's, the, it's, it's one little offense at a time. It starts with a misunderstanding. It starts with a misinterpretation in our marriages, in our families, in our working relationships, in your friendships, with your pastors, with your leaders. And you know what? At times, sometimes we need to stand back and we go, you know what? I actually don't really know what's going on in their lives. We don't know what is actually going on in someone else's life. You know, she might be juggling three kids, two jobs, family in, in hospital, um, you know, what problems with their teenagers, health issues. And in Matthew 7, uh, 1 to 7, it says, Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Ouch. That's one of those ouch scriptures. Verse 3, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Who, how can you say to your brother, let me take out that speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You know what? You might be walking around with a big fat plank and you're going up to a friend or your spouse or someone in your world and go, oh, let me just take that little bit of sawdust out of your eye whilst you're walking around with that big fat plank and you're knocking everyone out in the meantime. Come on, who knows what I'm talking about? Sometimes we need to stand back. How are you responding? And look at the bigger picture. Melissa, don't take offense at that. They're going through something and I have no idea. I heard this saying and I love it. Before marriages, it's not marriages, before marriage, opposites attract. After marriage, opposites attack. <laughs> oh, come on, that was worth a laugh. <laughs> Offense is an event, but offended is a decision. The closer the relationship, the greater the opportunity. And I really believe that it's so true. The closer your relationship, the greater the opportunity for the enemy to come in, like I showed you that picture. God's intention is to bring two together. God's intention is to have unity in his people, in the house of God, in the church of God. And the enemy will come and in every small little way through one little offense after another to come and bring division in your relationships, in your marriage, in your lives, in your friendships, and in the house of God. But it's up to us to make a decision that we don't get offended. It can start with a small word. They didn't say hi. He didn't acknowledge me. They haven't called me. I didn't get invited. They forgot my birthday. She didn't reply to my text. I'm going to just say something about that one. <laughs> you know what? Just so they don't get offended, just reply to the text message with a smiley face, with a thumbs up, with a kiss, whatever. Noted, I received your message. Just reply. Just saying, people, just saying. <laughs> he got chosen over me and the list goes on. Unmet expectation is a brooding ground of offense in our lives. I know many, many years ago, many years ago, and I'm being honest and real with you today, many years ago that... Um, uh, back in Sydney at our church, and I just had, I think I had Nora and had Ella in a stage where they're little and, you know, life was crazy and Christian to be at church and I'd get there late and drag the kids along and, 
you spend half, half of church in, in, the, in the mother's room and you're breastfeeding and you're like, I've got a bit of worship and then I'm in the parents' room and I sort of hear a little bit of the message and you're running around after the kids and it's just, just a crazy stage of life. And, uh, and so our church in Sydney, 5,000 plus members, so it's busy. And you know what? After a while, I started feeling like no one would even care if, uh, uh, no one even cares if I'm here at church. No one even says hi to me or I could just slip in and slip out and no one would even notice. And then I just, my mind started going there and I started just getting offended and I'm thinking, oh, such and such didn't even acknowledge me and such and such didn't even say hi and you know what, they just walked by and they didn't even see me and just, the, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. And it just, I just went there and, and then I started going, Melissa, what are you doing? You know what, you're imprisoning yourself because you're taking offense at something that's not even reality. That I was oversensitive to every situation and to every person. And I'm like, accept the season you're in and it's okay. You know what? If you want to say hello to that person, just go up and say hello to them. They're not meaning to, to offend you by uh, not saying hi and see how you're doing. And you, sometimes we have to ask ourselves this question, how did we get here? How did I get to this place? If we don't deal with offense, it eventually takes you out. And I was so reminded when I was preparing this message of uh, many situations I can think of, but a situation with a person that I know took major offense where that moment in their life was a teachable moment in their life. And sadly, this person is always right. They're always right. They always have an opinion. But in this moment, that the people's heart was for them and wanted to help them address some stuff and move through stuff. But right there, this person got bitter, they got negative, they got hateful towards that particular party involved and to this day has never dealt with the offence and it's spiralled out of control that it's now affecting his family, his marriage and even his kids. We have a responsibility to ourselves how we respond. Even if when we, when, uh, we have been done wrong in our own eyes, we can take responsibility for how we respond. We can't always control what is handed to you, but you can control what you do with it. An offense starts small and can get bigger and bigger. One offense after another, after another, after another, after another. And then we become poisoned in our heart and in our mind. When you hold on to an offense, the only person you imprison is yourself. Now, if we go back to uh, Matthew 5 and verse, three, uh, verse 23, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go away. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come back and offer your gift. Church, I want to encourage you. We need to get it right and lay it down on the altar. Whatever that offense is, whatever that situation, that circumstance is, before we come, we worship, we lay it down. You know, the struggles that go on in people's hearts, on an outward level, everything looks fine. But on an inward level, there's major anger and resentment that has built up over time. You know what? You can come into church and you know those that aren't happy. And then there's those that are not happy but they're in church with their hands lifted, worshipping, singing, your presence is heaven to me. His presence is hell to me right now, Lord. 
get him away. He's irritating me. Look what he's done. You know, you could be singing, mercy, mercy is falling. Mercy, fall on my husband right now. He's being such a jerk. (laughs) If you could only hear what's happening in the hearts of people, even in your own life. Come on. How did we get here? How did I get from here to here? God takes one and he makes two. The enemy takes two and he makes one. And this happens one offense at a time. We all seem to focus on the one thing that you're offended by instead of focusing on the hundred good things that have happened in your life. I know Christian uh, has preached this and he actually mentioned it last week in his message. And if you weren't here, you need to listen to the podcast. It was a great message on friends. And he talked about this. It's like that we seem to focus on the one thing in our lives that isn't going well, but over here are a hundred amazing things that are going on, but we're fixated on the one when we could be so much happier with the hundred and going, God, I give you that one thing because I can't change it. I can't deal with it, but you help me. Amen? Amen. Come on. And the question I have for you today, church, is are offenses going to come into our lives? Yes, we know that. But what are we going to do with them? This will determine how we keep our strong relationships with God, with others, and with yourself. The breeding ground of offense is un unaccepted expectation and like in Matthew uh, 5 and we go down to verse 25 and I want to read that again and it says agree with your adversary quickly while you are on your way with him set on your matters quickly before it spirals out of control It's learning how to talk to the person, express how you feel, or even ask a question. What what did you mean by that? You sent that message. Can, Can you explain what you meant? We can read into something and interpret it the wrong way, and then offense creeps in so quickly. Or even make contact. It doesn't always go that well, and they don't totally see it. But you have a decision to then let it go, drop it, and move on. Three things I want to encourage you with. Have an unoffendable spirit. Easier said than done, hey? Say it. I have an unoffendable spirit. Unoffendable spirit. Ecclesiastes 7.21 to 27. Read this and reread it if you're trying to remind yourself Melissa, Joe, Nick, Zoe, Jason, have an unoffendable spirit. Also, do not take to heart anything people say, lest lest you hear your servant cursing you. For many times also your own heart has known that even you have cursed others. The second thing is stop being the victim. Ouch. Sorry, but this is good for us, hey? Stop being the victim. That says it all. And three, just say, I'm sorry. That word sorry 
is very easy to say. Some people find it easier to say sorry than others. Ha ha. <laughs> Just say sorry. I tell you what, it's a humble word. It'll fix it in an instant. Ephesians 4.26, in your danger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Some of you, every time you, you think about the things that have upset you or the things right now that are upsetting you in your life, they get a little bit deeper and deeper and deeper. What they said, what they didn't say, they don't appreciate me, they don't pay attention to me, and you're saying all these things over and over and then just driving it down a little bit deeper. Every time you think about that offence, every time you think about that situation, everything you think about what they didn't do or what they didn't say or they didn't know, you're just driving it down a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. And the enemy wants you to drive that down and get that offence as deep as you can so that it starts bringing destruction and damage into your relationship. But God says you need to just make a decision and just drop it. Drop it because it'll set you free. You don't want to be imprisoned by that thing or that situation or all that offense in your life. You know, I know sometimes reconciliation isn't possible. I know that. Every situation and circumstance is different. They, they may not be here anymore or that person isn't willing. But I know what's available. Release. Release in Jesus Christ. Forgiveness is available to you and I today in every situation. Forgiveness is setting the prisoner free and finding out that the prisoner was you. I know that there's different levels of things that have happened in our lives and in your life, and I know that forgiveness is not easy, but I just believe that there's some of you today that I want to encourage you, no matter what has happened or that may be presently going on, allow God to take you on that journey. Because it's not, I know you're like, Melissa, it's not so easy just to drop it. But allow God, open yourself up to taking you on that journey to the progression of forgiveness, reconciliation, and being released from that offense or that situation or that hurt. Allow God to take you on that journey. I believe God wants to bring release to people here today. I really do. And release from things and offenses that are holding you to and things that might have, have, have kept you at distance with a person in your life, with people, and it's keeping you divided. But let's demolish the excuse, excuses. But I have a reason. But, but, let's demolish those excuses. And let's break down the pride and the walls today. Because release will move you forward. Amen? Come on. Yep. It's worth a clap. Even if you can't change the circumstance or the situation, as Jesus said, do it while you're on your way as this won't end well. You know, growing up uh, in my family and uh, there's a family member that many, many a times brought offense into my world and there's things I couldn't change. I just had to live with it due to just the situation, the circumstance. I couldn't change her. Every time I'd say something, it just did nothing. And I remember I got to a stage in my life where God had to help me literally drop every comment, every uh, event, every situation, everything that had happened 
because I found that it had found it was binding me up so much that I had so much bitterness and unforgiveness that I didn't realize in my life and I got to a place where like I've preached I was the I was only imprisoning myself and then every time another thing had happened more anger and more resentment and God helped me just to release it and say do you know what God I can't change this person I can't change the circumstance but God you help me forgive and I still have to do that today every time I'm presented with that every time I'm confronted with that family member I have to go Melissa don't take offense just drop it just let it go you can't change it but you can make a decision in your own heart what you do with it amen can I have the band up it'll be awesome Proverbs 19 11. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is the one's glory to overlook an offence. Why don't you stand to your feet? To live offended as a believer in Jesus Christ and to stay that way and to live in that place totally denies the very nature of the salvation that you and I have claimed to have received and that is the cross. If Jesus dropped the charges against you and I, because we are forgiven, we can forgive. Allow the forgiveness of God right now and in every challenge that you face, let the forgiveness of God flow in you and then through you. And I know, as I said before, that some of you It's not that easy just to be able to drop it. But allow God to take you on that journey, to take you on that progression, to get to that place that that, there's going to come a day where you can be released and free from that offence, from that situation. Because some things have happened in your lives that you had no control of. And it's so deep, it's so deeply enrooted in you. But God wants to pluck that thing out just one root at a time so that you are free in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. That you are free in Jesus' name. Why don't you lift your hands right now? Come on. God's here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, I just pray right now Lord, that we make a decision in our hearts today to drop every offence and we leave it at the altar. Lord God, or if it's we need to make a decision to have that conversation to help us drop that offence or whatever that is, God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just pray right now that you bring release, that you bring freedom into people's lives today where they are bound Lord, where they have taken offence. I just believe that some of you, it started with something small and now it's just out of control. And today I really believe that you need to physically come out to the altar and drop it. And drop it. 
drop it at the altar. Drop it at His feet. Some of you, you are super sensitive. You get offended over the, the smallest little things. And I really believe that God just wants to love on you and just say, help me, my daughter, help me, my son, just to have that unoffendable spirit. Don't, not to read into things too much, not to you know, blow something out of proportion that actually isn't reality. Let God help you in that area. Or I believe that God wants to bring reconciliation into a relationship right here today, even in a marriage. He wants to help you put the tools and the things into place because you've, you've driven down so deep some hurts and some offenses in your life. And God wants to release you from that today. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you just lift your hands to heaven? Holy Spirit, I just pray, Lord, right now, if this message has spoken to you, I want you to come right now and come out the front because God is here and He wants you to drop it. He wants you to drop the offense. He wants you to be free because you are bound, you are bound up and He wants you free in Jesus' name. Why don't you come right now? I wanna pray with you. I don't want you to be embarrassed or offended. It might be something small, but it might be something great. I want you to come right now. God wants to bring freedom in your life today where you've been bound up, You've been held up. You're holding on to something. I want you to come right now as we sing, as we sing this song. Come on, why don't you come? Come on. Even in a marriage, I want you to be bold and I want you to come out as a married couple and fight for your marriage. Because as I said before, the enemy wants to bring division. Come on, why don't you come? Thank you, Jesus. Let's sing this together. Come on. It's your breath. In our love. Come on, there's more people that need so to be out on this altar. Come on, come on, let God come and touch you today. Bring relief. You're only imprisoning yourself. Come on, come on. Thank you, Jesus. You know what? It might even be with the church. You might have some issues with the house of God, and you need to drop it today. Don't have high expectations then you won't get disappointed. You know what? We're not to judge. We do our best. Amen. Something might have happened in a past church, a past leadership situation. You need to be out here. God wants to free you from that today. Come on, let's sing. It's your breath in our lungs. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. Come on. Pour out our Clean. 
morning, Lord God, that you will set us free. Lord God, you will set us free from being imprisoned by our attitudes, our offenses, Lord God, so that we can freely move forward, Lord God, in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on. Thank you, Lord. I believe there's a few more people need to be out here. Come on. It doesn't show a sign of weakness or anything. God wants you free today. Come on. I'm going to pray in a minute. Thank you, Jesus. Let's press it one last time. Thank you, Jesus. Great are you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Great are you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know what? might even just be that you need prayer. God, I need wisdom in this situation. I need guidance, how to handle this situation, how to have that conversation. Or it might even be, God, I can't just drop that thing, but allow me to go on that journey to forgiveness and reconciliation in that area of my life. Amen. So if anyone else wants to come up and pray, I'm pray for these two people. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Why don't you just keep worshiping? Let him just do a work in your heart right now. Because things are going to continually happen. But you know what? We need to be strong. We need to be robust. Amen. Come on. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.